today on the Tearsheet Podcast. So Gen Z and Millennial Club members, we're seeing very strong engagement uh, growth across this space. As I mentioned, 81% of our um, card members are digitally active now. We've seen about 26% year-on-year growth in the overall engagement with the app. And a lot of that is coming from the Millennials and Gen Z. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. American Express has seen its customers really move to mobile. 81% of its card members are now digitally active. Millennials and Gen Z are really leading this increased engagement. MX's VP of Global Mobile Products, Stuart Kendall, joins me on the podcast today to talk about the company's mobile strategy and how it informs the entire business. We discuss how Amex uses the mobile app in an attempt to play a more integral role in its members' lives. Lastly, we get into what younger users expect from mobile and how Amex has created products to service this generation. Stuart Kendall is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Hi, Zach. I'm Stuart Kendall. I uh, lead the Amex mobile app team at American Express. That's the team that are responsible for defining and developing the, the customer experiences you see in the Amex mobile app used by card members around the world. So, so what is your overarching strategy? What is Amex's mobile strategy? We are, we are committed to becoming an essential part of our customers' digital lives while continuing to deliver on our mission of providing the world's best customer experience to our card members every day. And, and so, so that's the overarching digital strategy. I guess what role does mobile play within that like, product family? Well, we're seeing obviously a huge migration to our digital channels amongst our, our card uh, member base. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 85% or 81% of our active card members are engaged with us digitally, whether that's on a mobile phone or through our website. So it's really important that we're developing experiences that uh, meet the needs of our customers in these new channels. Interesting. And so can we talk about um, how some of the things that you're actually doing tactically um, to integrate uh, the mobile app into card members' lives, for example? So, yeah, we've uh, developed a number of uh, new features over the last couple of years. In fact, we've, I think we've delivered about 18 to 20 new features alone in, in the last year into the app. So really trying to drive um, a lot more functionality into the experience that will allow our customers to primarily self-serve in the channel, so a lot of servicing functionality, but also starting to think about some of the differentiated experiences, some of the more adjacent spaces that we want to operate in as an organization. So introducing more lifestyle and servicing features along the lines of dining and chat and concierge, et cetera. And I guess as, as, uh, as part of this group, like how do you guys um, prioritize or I guess differentiate between what, what, what you build out and what you decide to kind of wait for later? So it really depends on a couple of things. Um, obviously, primarily customer need is, is, is the key thing for us, really trying mm-hmm. to figure out based on the feedback we're hearing from our customers, what kind of servicing uh, and, and features do they expect to see from us in the mobile app uh, is absolutely critical for us. So we're really trying to listen to our customers through feedback, whether that's through App Store or whether through feedback tools that we have installed within the app experience. So that's a key area for us. And obviously, across the business, there are, uh, key strategies and functionalities that we are trying to drive um, to allow us to differentiate from our competitor set as well. And, and I guess how, how does mobile itself, like how, does the, how is the voice represented throughout the organization? You mentioned sort of this massive user switch, you know, to digital channels. I guess how, how is the mobile voice, um, how, how do you make that felt throughout the organization? Like how, how do you get that prioritization? Does that make sense? I think the question? company, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. The company feels it. Uh, very strongly, um, you know, the need for us to be here, you know, we're all digital natives. Um, we're all using our devices every day. I think people can 
can see how important these uh, channels uh, are going to be to our customers as well. So the, the, the importance of the app within the company is um, very, very, we're very aware of that. And we're, we're really trying to drive capabilities and migrate our platforms to be able to support um, some of these new channels and these new experiences within our native app. Got it. And you mentioned, you know, like you rolled out 18 features. Um, can we talk about some of those things, I guess, that are, that are resonating with card members? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think um, one of the key things we launched last year was peer to peer. So in partnership with PayPal and Venmo, we launched the capability to be able to split um, transactions from the app itself. So being able to um, select a transaction within the app timeline itself, and then you can then go and split that feature, whether that's a dining transaction or a, um, you know, a bill, you can split it with a group of people or a friend, uh, which has been very, very popular and uh, we've seen some very solid take up so far. Um, and, and what about, we, we covered the Pay It Planet um, rollout. Can, can you talk about what that is and, and maybe how mobile plays a role in that? Yeah, Pay It Planet is a really popular feature amongst our card members. Um, that's the ability to, again, go into a transaction within the app. You can see more details about the transaction. You can either split it, as I said, and, and share that with a friend, or if you choose, you can choose to de defer that transaction and pay it over, over a period of time and, and pay over installments. It's a really popular feature. We're seeing very, very strong engagement. Um, and it's part of how we're trying to think about meeting the needs of our customers, where they are and where they're using their app experience. So can we, t I just, I'm, I'm curious about Pay It Planet. Um, it was something that, you know, sort yeah. of fits into a larger theme in, in our coverage universe. I'm just curious about how the Pay It Planet um, functionality works. Like, so I, I yeah. understand that you can defer payment. Can you just take us through, I guess, the journey, how that would occur within a transaction? Absolutely, yeah. So a card member will log into the app. And they can see, obviously, their, their transactions in our activity feed. You then select a transaction, which will take you to the transaction detail view. From there, you are presented a number of options uh, and obviously more information around that specific transaction. If you want to refer or defer that transaction and um, enroll it into a plan, you can select the Planet option. So mm -hmm. you just simply tap on Planet, and then we'll present to you um, a number of options that will um, that you can defer that plan over maybe three, six, or nine month period for a small fee. And I'm I'm curious, um, obviously in terms of getting the word out of these new functions that you've launched, you're launching a lot of them. Um, how do you get the word out uh, to members that there's, there's new functionality there? Like what are, what are the channels that you guys use? So we are beginning to take mobile features and functionality above the line. Um, mm -hmm. I think in the UK, for example, we've got a lot of um, TV spots, for example, that feature uh, the benefits of the mobile app and talk about how we're starting to bring the power of membership into the, into the mobile app itself, uh, which has been great. Uh, we're increasingly to start to see that in the U.S. Obviously, we do a lot of below-the-line marketing. We are um, trying to constantly engage and talk to our card members about the features that we've introduced, the experience. Uh, and obviously, because the app is fairly lightweight and easy to navigate, we've been really focused on making the app easy to navigate. Uh, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for card members to organically discover those features as well. Interesting. So, so can, can we talk about engagement with the app? And, and particularly, I think we're interested in hearing about um, Gen Z millennial card members. Um, can you talk specifically about those guys? So Gen Z millennial card members, we're seeing very strong engagement uh, growth across this space. As I mentioned, 81% of our um, card members are digitally active now. And we've seen about 26% year-on-year growth in the overall engagement with the app. And a lot of that is coming from the millennials and Gen Z.
And and do they do they use the app differently than say older card members? Um, I think so. There, there's a lot more. I think they go a little bit deeper into the app experience itself. I think a lot of our um, uh, more tenured card members will use it for the core servicing functionalities. As we've added a lot more um, features to the app, they're a lot more um, inquisitive and we'll explore. And they're about three and a half times more active than our boomers. And so a lot more depth of engagement there to, to uh, reach out to that audience with. And, and, and do you have specific um, design protocols or specific at the product level? Like how are you guys thinking about targeting the, these users as opposed to say, you know, Gen X? Um, I think, you know, the overall brand narrative has changed a lot. We're, we are um, evolving as we think about how we position our products. If you look at the gold card product offering, for example, very, very clearly geared towards a younger audience. And obviously, um, that audience is inherently mobile. So I think across the uh, organization, as we work in concert with our marketing partners and product groups that are delivering not just digital products, but also those, those values that are infused within the card products themselves, I think that's happening across the board. Got it. And, you know, you mentioned this integration you had with the Venmo PayPal um, kind of split it P2P payment uh, functionality. Um, what is your and Amex as a whole, like sort of your view into sort of mobile integrations with third party apps in general? Like it, this is something part of our coverage universe that like, you know, the, the world is becoming more and more, you know, integrated and embedded. Um, how are you guys thinking about that? Yeah, it's a really interesting question, uh, and it's something that we are you know, actively exploring and thinking about. You know, today, we have a very, uh, a very strong focus on our core enterprise app, but we recognize that our card members are using multiple experiences with multiple partners. Obviously, we as an organization have co-brand partners, and, and, and there's a range of other players in the space that we could potentially partner with to, to integrate our experiences into. And so for us, you know, I think whilst we have the core enterprise app as our primary flagship experience right now, I don't think that means we're necessarily wedded to the idea of having a singular app strategy. And we do recognize the need to explore partnerships like with Resi and Venmo uh, and other organizations um, and to help connect with more customers wherever they are uh, and wherever they're using those experiences. So I think it's a little bit of a, uh, an evolving space for us. And we're, we're, we're actively looking at different ways to engage card members both within our own proprietary channel experiences, but also within those of our partners. From us on the mobile app standpoint, we're also looking at ways we can build capabilities to better enable that. So being able to deep link from our experiences into partner experiences, um, and of course thinking about how we start to build proprietary software that could also be embedded within the DNA of, that, of our partners as well, which is something we're really excited about. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I guess I, I have a follow-up question to that, Stuart. Um, yeah. At what point do you make a decision to partner or, or you know, build out the functionality yourself? How, how do you guys approach that decision? Uh, so we, it's obviously on a very case-by-case -case basis. We will look at um, you know, who's got a best-in-class experience. We'll look at um, what our card members are using and, uh, and use cases they may be familiar with. Um, and we will then make a call on whether we think that's something we would want to replicate or whether that's something we would choose to, um, to partner with an organization with on. Got it. And that takes us pretty much to the last question of our interview. Um, you know, as much as you can divulge, you know, we'd be interested in hearing about, you know, what's next in the pipeline for mobile app um, and where, where you're taking it over this next year. So we'll continue to push. Uh, our key focus obviously is to drive more net new features and functionality into the app to, to meet those customer needs that I spoke about. 
Um, we look at really fleshing out our rewards and offers capabilities, which have been very, very um, powerful for our card members and really useful features um, that our card members are using very regularly. Uh, they're a big engagement driver. Uh, and we'll continue to look at new areas and opportunities that we can use to uh, further develop and, and deepen our relationship with our card members. That's awesome. I actually lied. I have one more question. Um, you mentioned oh, absolutely. The, <laughs> you mentioned the rewards, and you know one of the things that we're seeing is just like a flood of you know mostly debit, but there are some credit cards you know into the market by a lot of fintech companies. Um, rewards, I think, are becoming you know obviously um, they look to me like differentiators uh, in a way. Yeah. How do you guys think about your rewards program, and is, are you trying to keep up against that? Are you monitoring that? Is it or is it just full steam ahead doing what you're doing? Like. Is it, has the market changed in a way over the past, you know, say one or two years with all these introduction of these new cards? So the market has changed a lot. Uh, it's a very competitive space, there's no doubt. Um, I think we've got a really compelling rewards proposition. And again, back to that um, comment I made about the, the quality of the cards we have and the, the way that we gear those offerings around specific rewards propositions has been really, really powerful for us. And it's actually a really useful platform for, for teams like mine to build off as we build experiences like our dining experiences, like our lounge experiences that we can use to sort of off those core propositions. So the rewards experiences um, are really important for us um, and we'll continue to invest in those as we look to try and um, differentiate our experiences over the next coming months. So you mentioned, um, you know, uh, dining and, and lounge. Yep. Can, can you just describe a little bit maybe about how that reward um, set would, I guess, differentiate you guys? So the lounge experience for us is, is really key. And I'm a regular traveler, as you can tell. I'm, I'm from the UK, so I, I do quite a lot of traveling back and forth. And the lounge finder experience is, a, is one that's really critical for us. We think it's a, an area that we can really provide, um, you know, a differentiated experience in for our card members, and we can um, create some real value there. So trying to win in the airport space has become, increasingly, um, it's become an increasing area of focus for us. So the lounge space itself is um, you know, highly competitive. We bought a company uh, a couple of years ago called LoungeBuddy, who have been absolutely fantastic. And we're working with them to integrate their features and functionality into our app, but not only that, create a more of a joint roadmap that will allow us to drive um, you know, more, more bespoke functionality for our card members, like the ability to use your app to check in at a lounge when you get there. So quite a lot of really interesting developments in that space that we've done through partnerships, but also latterly the acquisition of LoungeBuddy. Interesting. Stuart, thank you so much. It's been great talking to you today. Not at all. I hope that was of use. Thank you very much.